Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Late Time Football. Welcome to another match reaction show. And uh, whew, what a game. What a game. I mean, you've got to say at the end of that, what a game. Uh, it's finished. Arsenal 3, Manchester United 2. A well-deserved win for Arsenal. And I think there were a lot of tactical errors that Manchester United made, especially in that second half. I thought um, there's a few questions that need to be answered. I mean, another thing as well is for the second straight game, a late, late goal that they conceded. So, um, again, they've done that. That would be a concern as well. And because, I mean, the reality is, Going to this game, I did not expect United to win this game at all. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm actually a little bit disappointed in Arsenal this score three because I thought they could have won more comfortably. Maybe they should have won more comfortably as well. They kind of made it difficult for themselves, I feel, a little bit. But um, I expected the Arsenal to win. But uh, the reality is there are questions that need to be answered, the things that need to be done. But I think the positive that United can take is that they went into this game obviously undercooked, obviously underprepared. Um, and they still managed to fight. And I think that's important, right, to point out the fact that they fought. Um, but the big test will now be from a Manchester United perspective. We don't talk about the goals, but I think from a Manchester United perspective, the important thing going into the next games now is they've, dro they've dropped, you know, they basically picked up four points from nine. Um, they've lost to Arsenal. They've drawn with Crystal Palace. And can they recover from that? Can they? We've seen this team fall apart in the past. Um, can they now fight and, and show their mettle and not fall apart? I think that's, that's the key question. That's the key uh, thing to be answered. I think if anybody had any delusions as well about United challenging for the title, I think that has now been answered. That that was never going to happen. That that isn't going to happen. I don't think it was ever going to happen anyway because this squad... And, and again, you can come back to that as well. We'll talk about the squad as well. But let's talk about the goals first. I think the first goal from Rashford is just sensationally taken. At first, I thought, you know, the goalkeeper was at fault. Because I'm still going to save that. Uh, but there's a sloppy pass from Thomas Partey, first of all. Um, and then Rashford just takes a wonderful... Dutch and a wonderful run that he takes it away from party and he scores a brilliant goal. I thought Ramsey was at fault at first, but actually it's a very, very good shot because it's right in that corner. I don't think the goal, any goalkeeper in the world is saving that. And I think that was a really good shot. It's one there. It was against the runner play because I thought Arsenal were the better team uh, at the start of the game. Anyway, I don't think I don't think you I don't think that goal that goal pretty much came out of nowhere. Really. It was an Arsenal error that led to that goal. And um, you kind of felt like uh, it was a bit more than what United deserved at that point. But you know, you make your own luck and sometimes Big games are decided like that by one moment of sloppiness. And, you know, it could have been done that way, but then United just, that's United. They, they, you know, they don't like to do things the easy way, do they? So uh, they let Arsenal back in. Again, it comes from before that corner. So, no, it just comes before there was a corner. You know, Martinez passes it to David De Gea. I'm not sure why this thing happens when Martinez passes it to David De Gea. I don't know why they do that. Unless you're going to let David De Gea get a bit of a role and you know, put a ball over the top. There's no point in passing it to De Gea if he's just going to pass it to Shaw and Bissaka. So, I'm not sure what that strategy was and maybe somebody can explain it to me, but it comes to De Gea, he passes it to Van Bissaka and Van Bissaka loses the ball and it goes out for a corner. From the corner, um, it, it, again, it's creating trouble for yourself unnecessarily, right? But from the corner, they feel, string a few passes together. It's a beautiful pass from Gane Chaka. Again, this is where you, you miss Casemiro. I said Casemiro was going to, and anybody would have told you Casemiro was going to be a big miss and that's why, because you don't, if Casemiro was there, he would probably be picking up Jaka. And even nobody was picking up Jaka. So he has a free run. Uh, it's a free uh, you know, pass for him to make. And he puts in a wonderful cross in. Eddie and Ketia scores. It's uh, it's one all. And at that point, to me, when it was one all, I really felt like Arsenal was going to... It was just one win in the game. I thought Arsenal was just going to blow United away. I thought that would happen. It didn't quite happen that way. The United still fought and fought and fought. And you could tell the quality was not there. And then you come to the second half and it becomes 2-1. Again, it's it's such a it's such sloppy play from uh, Ericsson there. He loses the ball first and then he cannot keep uh, Saka away. He just lets Saka run past him and it's 2-1. It's a beautiful shot from Saka, by the way. He's had an outstanding season. A lot of people are talking about Marcus Rashford. But I think Saka has had a really, really good season. And 
this is why I need to talk about Christian Eriksen. I think a lot of people don't talk enough about Christian Eriksen. The fact is, in many of these big games, away from home especially, he looks like a liability. He does look like a liability. And I think it's time to mention that um, because if you see Casemiro and Bruno do a lot of work covering for him and he does he does have the ability of putting passes together, but that physicality is such, such a big, big letdown. Like he, he can't compete physically. And that means oftentimes he gets bullied off the ball. Oftentimes he won't be able to make the tackles or be in the places that he needs to be defensively. And that's a big issue, especially in the big games. And uh, McTominay is not up to it. I don't think Fred is the answer as such. And that, you know, leaves the question as to who can do that box-to-box row, who can, you know, make the tackles but also make the passes. Even somebody, um, I don't know if United have that in midfield. I just don't think they have that. So, um, but it was 2-1 there. And, um, and then, it, you know, and out of, again, out of nothing, it becomes 2-2. Again, out of nowhere, United should not have scored two goals in this game, but they got their second goal. Ramsdale was at fault this time. Uh, you know, he just flaps at it. And again, this goes back to I think that what I said, I think, uh, for the game against Spurs. Yes, Lloris, the same thing. He comes out and he flaps at it. For some reason, goalkeepers feel the need to come out. Unless you're going to catch it, there's no need to come out on a shot like that. He just comes out. In fact, he took it off the head of his own player because one player probably would have headed away. I think it was Saliba or Gabriel who was there and they could have probably headed. No, Gabriel, I think it was Saliba. He would have headed it away. And he just comes and flaps at it. And uh, it falls to Martinez. And Martinez, that's a wonderful header, actually. But then you, the more you look at it, it's such a beautiful header that just loops and goes in. The kind of one where you... Those are the frustrating ones as a defender. Because the ones where you think, oh, I could have got it, I could have got it. But then you just can't get it and it goes in. So, 2-2 two, two there. And after that, strangely, United just dipped, dug deep. And I feel like Ten Hag kind of figured out, that's it. We're not going to get any better than this. I was surprised he didn't bring on Garnacho. Because I really thought, uh, especially in the 75 minute, I thought, take off Weghorst. Because Weghorst's hold-up play was good throughout the game. But he was tiring towards the end. He wasn't really coming off as much. So I would have just brought Garnacho to Bash for the front. Because Garnacho has the ability to make things happen. You just put somebody in there. And another problem, and this is what, again, I, I feel, like, but this, this is what cost them, cost them a little bit against Palace as well, putting Bruno on the right. And the reason why he put Bruno on the right is because he had to bring Fred into the middle. I mean, Anthony, for me, was probably the worst player on the pitch. So he probably had to come up, but I would have brought on Garnacho. And I probably would have taken off Ericsson for Fred. Uh, but for some reason, he brought on Fred for Anthony, put Bruno on the right. The problem with that, when you put Bruno on the right, of course, you do lose that midfield. You, you do lose that little bit of creativity in midfield. But the bigger thing is Bruno does a lot of running in that midfield. I think that's something that has gone under the radar. The amount of defensive work that Bruno does um, is, is incredible. And you lose that. As soon as he goes on the right, you lose that. You lose that midfield. And they lost that midfield battle right there. And then they lost it. Because uh, as good as Fred is in covering and tackling, he can't really hold the ball. You need people to hold the ball. And he can't do that. McTominay can't do that. Ericsson couldn't do it on his own. So at that point, you kind of just lost that. And then it was just hanging on, desperation. And he knew a goal was coming and it eventually came. I, I, I just had, I mean, you know, I don't think there was any point where you felt, ah, you know, this is going to be a draw. I think it always felt like one team was going to win it. And you always felt that Arsenal were going to win it probably for the 75th minute. And they did score a goal. It's a beautifully worked ball. And again, man, Bissaka had fought, like, playing um, Enkete onside. He's got to get forward faster. And I do think at times he looked a bit lazy. Again, for that Enkete goal as well, he looked lazy. He let Enkete run past him and he scored. So, to me, there was a bit of lazy. And, and, and again, it was a good finish from Enkete. That's actually a very good finish. That's a better header that he could because he had to, to contort his body and put it in. He did a beautiful job. And we got to talk about Enkete. I mean, a player who many people thought, uh, you know, Arsenal would be in trouble. They don't really have a backup for Jesus. He's actually a better goal scorer than, than Jesus, I feel. Because Jesus misses a hell of a lot of chances. And Kete doesn't miss that many. He seems to be scoring goals. Uh, he seems to be a better goal scorer. Maybe Jesus is the better all-round player. And I, and I think that's fair to make that assessment if you want to make that assessment. But I feel Nketi is the better goal scorer than Jesus. And I think that'd be an interesting choice to make once Jesus is fit as to who you pick between the two. But uh, Nketi is brilliant as, as that's 3-2. 
and and that's the game right there. And again, um, it, it's it again goes back to there. And I need to mention Man Bissaka as well. Yeah, I think Man Bissaka has had a good resurgence since you know the the World Cup. But this game, and possibly the last couple of games that he's played, I think it's encapsulated the problem that Van Bissaka has and that and by the Manchester City game as well. The reality is he's a good squad player for a team that's chasing top four. He's not really a starter for a team that's supposed to be challenging for titles. If that's where United want to go, he's they're gonna to need to buy a new right back in the summer. They definitely are gonna to need to buy someone, they're gonna to have to sell him. Uh, whether the money is there or not is a different matter, but they, they can't hold on to him. So that was there. Uh, three two is a great result for Arsenal, by the way. Fantastic performance, a deserved win. Um, I thought everybody now. I don't think anybody at Arsenal had a bad game. I think I think the stinkers were probably Anthony. I made a really really bad poor game, and and again I don't see what he offers to Manchester United aside from being left footed. There, there there's obvious flaws in his game, and I don't know what you can do with a player like that because he doesn't have the pace. So you can't teach pace, and for some reason he's scared to take his man on. And I think that's probably because of his lack of pace because he's worried that he's not going to be able to get past and he's going to give the ball away. Um, he does offer work rate, but I think that also kind of diminished a little bit in the second half. Um, you know, he was kind of letting Zinchenko run free and stuff. So I, I don't see how much he, what he offers at this point in time, and he needs a lot of work. I, I don't know. I don't know where, where he goes from there, but that's that's a big issue with Anthony. And um, you know, I mean, that midfield was a problem. Scott McTominay, one headers. That's the thing with Scott McTominay. He'll always win you headers. He'll always win you. Uh, you know, the ball in the air. He's he's got he's got his height. But when it comes to actually holding the ball and pulling, putting passes together, doing all that, he can't really do it. So that's another area of concern that they don't have a replacement. I don't have a replacement for Casemiro at all. They don't have a replacement now. And it looks, yeah, even at this Ericsson, you can probably replace with Fred, but there's nobody you're going to replace Casemiro. So what do you do? Um, and inevit inevitably, when he might miss games or he might get injured. So issues there. And that issues are the reason why I think United were never in a title challenge ever. But that is those issues also the reason why I think they will struggle in a top four race. Now, this weekend won't be that bad because Liverpool and Chelsea picked up a drop. With each other, Newcastle also drew. So that was a and you know, and we'll see what Spurs do against Fulham. But the reality is that this weekend was not so bad for them, this result. But the reality is uh, that squad is, is threadbare. It's threadbare for that reason. I, I'm still unsure about whether top four finish is guaranteed. Like some people are thinking it's not. I think there's still a long, long way to go. And we'll have to see what United do. The key question, of course, is how they fight. For Arsenal, this is a massive result. The fact that they went 1-0 down and they came back up 2-1. Then you get pegged back 2-2. And the opposition team has scored two goals pretty much out of nothing. Um, that can always deflate you as a team. And they really played very well. And sometimes you play well and you don't get what you deserve. But they got what they deserved this time. They made sure that they got it. They took the game as stuff in the neck. They made sure that they created the chances and they got that goal. And that this win is going to give them a lot of confidence. They've got Manchester City next week. That's going to be a massive game next weekend. Uh, it's in the FA Cup, though, but still is a massive game. I think this game will give them a lot of confidence to go, yes, we can win the title. We can actually win the title. And, and that is something that I that I have to see. I mean, from, from, from my perspective, I don't want City to win the title. I'm pretty open about that. I don't really want City to win the title. I think the league needs City not to win the title. So from that perspective, this game was a win either way. Like United win, United win, if Arsenal win, City don't, City kind of get back back. So for me, this this, this was a no-loss no situation. So I'm happy that Arsenal won, actually. You know, it's a wonderful game. Anyway, let me know what you thought in the comments, of course, about the game. What do you think? What do you think could have been done differently? Do you think you know United could have tried something else? Do you think Arsenal uh, could have maybe done more? Uh, you know, do Arsenal have any areas of concern that they need to look at as well? Let me know in the comments. Of course, all this happy to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Do remember to subscribe to the channel, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere, and we'll see you again very very soon. Take care. Bye bye.